Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. This is episode number 99 and we are recording on the 26th of September 2020. We've got lots of stuff to be talking about this week. We're going to be talking about Mulan and whether or not that was a failure because Disney ended up releasing um, or announcing loads of delays, uh, pushing back Black Widow. We'll also be talking uh, about the WandaVision trailer. We'll also be talking about the new Nick Fury show. We're going to be sharing some thoughts on some of the new Disney Plus releases. But before we get into any of that, I'm just a bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe either on the audio platforms, such as Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You can also now find this on Amazon Podcasts. And also... Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're just about approaching 50,000 subscribers. So if you can join over there, that'd be even better. And also a big shout out to our supporters through Patreon and YouTube memberships. That really does make a lot of difference where you can help support the channel and you get access to content a little bit earlier. We also have a question and answer video each week where you can ask questions if you are a member. So as part of that, I just want to say a big thank you to Andrew and Julie, um, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, Sarah, and What's on Netflix on uh, Patreon for being um, gold members and above. Also on YouTube as well, just a big um, hello and thank you to Jay, Joshua, Drew, and Sarah as well for being um, gold members on Patreon. YouTube. So yeah, so let's jump into it. So this week, Disney announced um, that they are going to be delaying Black Widow. It's now being pushed back to May the 7th, 2021. This has also then had the effect where they've then reshuffled Shang-Chi to July the 6th, sorry, July the 9th. And then the Eternals has now been pushed back to November the 5th. So basically, pretty much everything's ended up in almost like a, a year's delay. I think Chang-Chi has actually moved forward a little bit. It's kind of moving around. I think that was originally going to be February, but that's obviously been pushed back. They've also moved some other movies, such as uh, Death on the Nile, moved back to around Christmas time. West Side Story has pushed back a whole year until December. They've also pushed around some of the other smaller titles. Wasn't a huge surprise to see this, because obviously right now, the, uh, the the virus is having a big hit on cinemas as a whole. Wonder Woman, they've pushed back till Christmas. Um, there's really nothing much coming out. Um, over here in Europe, numbers are rising rapidly with the autumn kicking in and schools going back and things shutting back down again. And just generally, I think the faith of people going to cinemas is really low. So that's moved up them all back, which obviously means now that uh, Black Widow, pretty much a year delay. That's what that one had. Um, no MCU movies this year. Luckily, we are going to see Wonder Vision, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the big thing really from this is Soul is still sticking to its November Thanksgiving release date, um, which I'm going to be honest. I, I think they've kept it there for a reason, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to hit that because I can't see families taking their whole family to cinemas during the middle of this for for a kids movie, a family movie is the worst type of movie. To, you know, and you know, a Marvel movie would have brought in the adults, but I cannot see people going. So, we'll talk. so the, that kind of leads on to the question of was Mulan's premiere access a failure because Disney haven't done anything with with Black Widow because we thought if it was a success because there was a lot of talk about them doing like two hundred million and it was a really big things. Turns out the people that were doing the math on that were actually completely wrong. And they did about, I think they estimated about 90 million. So it put it on par with Tenant. So by the time, I think Tenant has now taken more money than Mulan. And yeah, there's just a general consensus that Mulan must have failed for Black Widow to have been pushed back. What do you think of that? Yeah, I'm not sure if like must have is the right word, but I suspect that they were hoping for a larger amount of money. And you look at something like Tenant and yeah, it initially did not make as much money as Milan did, but it's had relatively consistent sales given the environment. Whereas Milan, I'm presuming, kind of had big sales that first weekend and then just you were either going to buy it the weekend it was out or you were going to wait until December or you were just going to ignore it completely. Um, so Tenant continues to kind of trickle some money in and I think they're looking at that going, all right, yeah, uh, it made some some big noise. We got some publicity, not always positive publicity about it but tenant seems to be doing better with the old model even in a diminished environment well i think the big thing with tenant is it's it's pulling in money because it's still in the cinema people are going and, and it's the only thing really out so it's pulling in money each week but 
there's there's a reason why everyone is pulling all their all all their movies from cinemas because there's not a lot of people going, and the trouble is with Mulan. It was Mulan a failure because of the price? Was it a failure of the movie? Was it a failure because of all the controversy over it? You know, there's lots of different aspects to it, and they're all going to take a different thing about it. Um, now, I I would not be at all surprised if Soul if they tried another swing at the bat with this one. Um, would they attempt Soul again? Would they maybe put it at $20? See, because right now, um, it's hard to know. You know, could they... There's a reason why they kept Soul where it was. They didn't push that one back again. You know, they can do a last-minute ditch in, in November and go, you know, maybe like the first week of November and go, yeah, things are still not kind of working out. We're going to move it. Or they could even release it in cinemas and then release it maybe and come up with a deal and go, well, Jewel. I don't know. But Soul staying at the Thanksgiving weekend doesn't make any sense to keep it in cinemas. So I'm wondering, or they could just do a complete flip and go, right, okay, well, the we want everyone to re-shoot up for their um, annual subscriptions for Disney+. Plus. We'll give it away and do it as a nice little, oh, aren't we amazing? And here it is on Disney+. Plus, um, which they could do. They could, it's a, a, November would be a good time to do it. Because that's when everyone's annual subscriptions is up. And they might be just like, all right, we just need to do something with this one. It's certainly a possibility. I could also see them doing maybe like a hybrid style release where they put it into theaters. But they also say um, it's a premium rental, uh, $15, $20 or premium ownership. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of options available to them. I know that if it is only in theaters, uh, people will go to see it. Thanksgiving here is a big time for family and actually... Uh, family movies do very, very well on Thanksgiving weekend under normal circumstances. I won't go see it, but I'm sure that there will be plenty of people to see it. And it financially, yeah, we're, it's not going to be, you know, the numbers they want or the numbers that they would have expected under normal circumstances, but they may be looking at it and going, at least we turn a profit or at least we don't lose money. Uh, and there, yeah. there will be a lot of people, especially around Thanksgiving, by Thanksgiving, be at what the nine month point give or take yeah um we'll be at that point where people are just like i need to get out of the house i need to do something with my family this might be the first time that people have seen their family since march if they live separately mm. like uh like my family does and they yeah uh, plus you, you eat all that food a lot of that common sense kind of is like no i it's worth the risk we're gonna go see uh, soul yeah. or whatever. Uh, not saying that's the right yeah. choice, but no. food coma plus you know feelings that have been suppressed for eight nine months can make some interesting decisions. So this is where this, the side of things coming across on uh, from the international side of things because over here in the UK we now have the rule of six, so you're not allowed more than six people together and for your family, and we've been told that that's in place for a while. So Christmas, etc. you can't have any more than six. And that doesn't even mean if there's a change because half the country is um, unable to even go to people's or even meet up now because of the numbers. So therefore, like over here and most of Europe now, that's no longer, you know, the thing about getting together as a family, that's not even really an option anymore. And that won't be the option for the whole winter. So this is where that kind of change over comes in of the winter is not going to be friendly for cinemas. And I know they've, the cinemas have put in like a massive loss. They've been losing massive amount of num numbers. I don't, I don't see Soul hitting cinemas. I just can't see it. I think it would be kind of, in some ways, uh, I know obviously America pulls in things, but it, it's just not going to work the same way. The numbers aren't going to be high enough. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they went to cinemas and go, look, you can have it, but we want it as well. And kind of go, look, this is, you know, we need a new model for this situation. Because on one hand, the cinemas are happy that, Moon, that they push back Black Widow and stuff because it means that they are going to make the money from it. But they're also a bit like, well, can we, you've got to throw us something. And it's a bit like, it's not the studio's responsibility to look after the cinemas, ultimately. Um, while at the same time they need them, it's the studio's need, you know, it's like they can't keep, they can't release all these things and be like, well, we're helping out the, the studios or the, the cinemas because it just wouldn't make any sense financially. So Soul is a bit of an odd one, because that will be, that's basically the next big movie out. And we're talking at least two more months. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I've just got a feeling that they're going to end up 
it, if they're either going to have another swing at Premier Access to show that this model works and it could work right now, I know they said it was a one-off. Black Widow moving to me was along the lines of, well, it didn't do anywhere near the numbers we want it to do. Black Widow, you know, they might still be thinking it's a billion dollar movie. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we're going to have that one in 2021 at all. Um, but yeah, Soul is that kind of weird thing of what can they do with it? You know, where can they take it? Um, I think it's going to be an interesting, an interesting few weeks on in the build up to it. They've kind of got October where they can kind of just let everything slide and let it run down a bit, and then they can decide really for like November. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And there's a lot of variables into it as well. I don't necessarily see them pushing Black Widow back as a failure for Milan. Um, I, I don't know what numbers they're using as as failure numbers. I, if it was me, I would have gone at least break even, which Ooh. at $90 million, it would not have done. But uh, they could also just be going, we have only so much content available. Sure, we're, we're, we're beginning to produce again, but that stuff's not going to be available for a long time. Uh, and so it could be a combination of mm. Premier Access didn't work the way we wanted it to. And also, man, we've really got to stretch this out or we're going to be completely out of stuff to show you by the end of December. Well, I can't see the thing is to me as well, of like you think of like 2021 right now, you know, Disney have got West Side Story. That's in the can. Eternals, that's already in the can. Shang-Chi, they're recording. They're finishing that filming now in Australia. Because that one's there. You know, one, Black Widow now is already in the can because that one was ready. Jungle Cruise, that was done. Um, what else? Are they? There are a couple of the other ones they've pushed back. You know, they're still working on the animated movies. Things like Bob's Burgers, that sort of um, the, the Lucas. The, all the animated stuff is still carrying on um, as per usual. So they got probably most of 2021 probably already filmed. So they're pretty much going to have the whole of next year just filming to get back on track. So if that's the thing is they're now thinking like 2022, 2023 of trying to get a thing. So they've pretty much taken their entire 2020 slate and just dropped it to 2022. And everything now is um, pushing back. I mean, now they are getting back to filming. There's a lot. There's been a lot of talk over the last few weeks a filming restarting. I mean, like the Mighty Duck series. Um, I think they've also, um, Loki is now back underway. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been carrying on for a couple of weeks. And um, I think there's talk of Hawkeye um, starting anytime soon. Same thing with Miss Marvel. Um, there's a lot of shows now starting and they're filming in Atlanta. They're also filming up in uh, Vancouver and other countries. But one test result throws everything out for two weeks. So suddenly, you know, like we saw with the Batman, you know, that happened, bang, stops. They've all got to carry on. And then they've got to come back. And then, you know, you never know how many, you only need four people out of, a, you know, maybe a hundred crew to get it. And suddenly then you're looking at um, a two month delay. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's the, that is the current reality of media, period. Mm -hmm. Not just movie making, but television, heck, even news studios and all that are getting affected by it. Uh, we have seen that bubbles, the so-called bubbles, can work. Uh, the NHL and the NBA have shown that over here in the States. But uh, at the scale we're talking about, the number of different productions we're talking about, uh, that's a lot of people you got to keep in line and committing to, to not being near their family, being completely isolated from everything except this one production that they're working on and some will be able to do it and some won't well this this kind of not really disney late but it kind of ties in with the production the great british bake-off returned this um week and what they did is they all went into all the contestants and all the crew and everybody went into um a two-week uh sort of isolation they're all now in a one big bubble where everybody is they're able to film the series because they all and they, you know, they can get close to each other and stuff because they all know they're tested. Um, same thing, um, and my brother, was do he's been doing a job. They all ended up kind of working together. And this is that kind of side thing of that's how they're going to do it. The trouble is you're only one person away from the decides to go out or, you know, meet somebody, you know. And then you know, that happened, I think, in Iceland with some of the footballers. Um, you know, they two of them went off and sort of met up with two people suddenly. The whole thing gets um, brought down, and 
that's where they've got to come into. But I think we're going to see much smaller sets. They're probably going in now with these things in mind. I know like the um, 4-4, Love and Thunder, they're going to be filming that using the the volume, what we see from the Mandalorian. They're going to be using that technology a lot on the big movies so they can save going different places. And they just do a lot of it on sound sets and keeping things going. And I was watching a video the other day and they were showing how one of our soaps EastEnders and they're filming everything and they're using like their real life couples to do like kissing scenes. They're, they're using scenes where there's like a fence between them where you're looking through and seeing um, like bars and barriers. But actually what you don't see, there's actually a shield between them. So when they're talking really close, you can't quite see, but there's a line down the middle and you know, they, they're just getting around it. And I think we're going to see a lot of that going forward. Um, I know, like the Avatar movies, they're filming down in New Zealand. So thing is, things are going to start moving again. And t- TV shows are coming in, but drama is the one that's really been hit. And that's going to affect Disney Plus of what we're going to see going forward. Because this past week, we saw the new trailers for telling you everything that's going to be coming to Disney Plus in the fall. And a lot of people are going, oh, wow, well, I was expecting a lot more. And I'm going, that's a lot. Two series is actually, or three different drama series over a space of three months. That's actually going to be, that's going to keep, keep us a lot. And you think that's bad. We wait till we get into like January, February when there's going to be even less. Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about. We're, we're about to hit a pretty hefty uh, dead zone here. And the, the question will be how long does it last for? Sure. There will be content, but will be content that you're super excited to watch. Maybe in normal circumstances, it's content you wouldn't even think about twice, but now you're just like, it's something new. Please just give me something new. Yeah, I mean we we um, we just started watching uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix. It's just like mm, a, I've heard that's a, very good. Yeah, we we binged the entire season one in a day. So that was how it's basically it's a, a Karate Kid um, sequel. No, it's it's not know. basically it is it is a Karate Kid sequel yeah, just from it, yeah, from the other is. perspective. You know, you, but even that they've got him in there and they've got all the rest of it. But it's that kind of thing of. We didn't know it was there and it kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's been around for a while, but it just caught our attention. And we're trying out, you know, there is that kind of thing of going, and I was saying this to some people the other day, going, well, they're going, oh, there's nothing really on. I said, well, you're going to have to just, you have to start looking at the back catalog. You know, you have to just start jumping in and maybe that series you didn't try, you want to give it a try. Um, I just think for Disney Plus to have One Division, Mandalorian, and the right stuff all arriving this winter. I think that's a, I think that's a really good lineup. I mean, we've not had any any real drama for since the Mandalorian ended. So have three seasons for the winter. I think that's pretty good, and the, I am um, I think that's a pretty strong lineup. Um, and yeah, it just makes sense. I mean, one division, we know it's coming. Um, according to a lot of reports, when you looked at the source code, the one division is apparently going to be arriving on uh, Thanksgiving. We're going to get the first episode. Then, obviously, that is not official. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Thanksgiving or maybe the Friday after, since Friday is the typical drop date. But it wouldn't surprise me if they dropped it on Thanksgiving, too. Um, and also, from what we saw of the trailer, why don't we just go into the trailer yeah. discussion, I suppose. Um, it's got that kind of old-timey 50s, 60s sitcom thing, which actually really jives very well with how Americans view Thanksgiving. It, mm. It's kind of a window to an older era, uh, you know, big family gatherings, uh, everyone around the table just stuffing themselves silly, sharing stories, maybe not appropriate stories in some cases, mm. but that, that kind of skew. It's the one holdover that really feels like you could have just been like, yeah, it, everyone's having some turkey and some mashed potatoes and whatnot, and it, it's still the 50s. And that... Yeah kind of rolls with what we saw of the WandaVision. Yeah, I mean, that trailer was, was wacky. It was, was nuts. Completely wacky. You saw watching and going, this thing is bonkers. I mean, you know, we're set in the 50s, it's all black and white, and then time sort of changes fast forward, and Vision knows something's not quite right, and, you know, we've got flash forwards, flashbacks. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. Um, and it's going to be the only bit of MCU this year. Um, it, we don't know how many episodes it is, whether or not it's going to be six or eight or four, we don't know. So that will, you know, if we say, if they start dropping at one division, don't expect the whole season at once. They'll be stretching this one out. Um, uh, yeah, that will see us right through December into Christmas and maybe even to New Year. 
Um, I just thought the trailer, it just looked absolutely wacky. And, and I'm kind of a bit like, okay, I'm kind of liking the idea of them doing something completely different. You know, allowing them, you know, if it's all completely in, in Wanda's head, which is what we're expecting, it kind of makes sense in some ways. Yeah, uh, they never really explored Wanda's powers very much in the movies. You kind of get bits and pieces of it. You get that she's got magical kind of things, maybe a little telekinetic ability going on there, but they never really explored. And if you go from the comics version, her powers are absolutely insane. They're literally described as like they warp reality. And, well, they, and that's, that's what they're was, going for here. I was going to add, because we kind of saw that in Age of Ultron where she was playing around with them in the boat scene in Wakanda. But then we never saw any more of that since. I mean, we didn't see that in any of the other movies, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity, you know, we never saw any more of that since Age of Ultron. Yeah, and that, that I would say is a failure of storytelling on their part because she is an important character and they just did not define what her powers are at all. I mean, they, they may have said in interviews like, yeah, she could have taken Thanos on by herself and following uh, the comics power setup, she absolutely could have in a in a fair fight, maybe if he didn't have the Infinity Gauntlet, but we don't get that in the movies and her powers are very undefined. So this will be an interesting take. I, I hope it is kind of a definition of her powers in addition to everything else. Uh, we can come out of the series and go, this is what Wanda does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a trippy ride all the way through. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it. I mean, it all looks, it all looks, looks fun and different and that's just right now be exactly what we want there's something to watch um so the one division trailer it definitely so apparently one of the most watched trailers ever really massive numbers you know millions and millions of watches people are hungry for this i mean this is going to be a huge huge win for disney plus this is going to bring in a huge amount of marvel fans for the um for when that one drops and yeah, I think this one's going to be a big one because that the interest in that trailer shows that there's an appetite for um, these series. Yeah, and if they can put together a Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer before the end of WandaVision, so we're talking December here probably, if they can drop a trailer for that around December, around the end of the series, um, I think that that will keep the hype train rolling and probably keep their subscriptions going for the month-to-month people for quite some time. Well, that's, that's the key thing, because looking here, um, right, the trailer's at like 13 million. That's quite a bit. That's quite a lot of interest. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to be a big thing moving forward. There was also um, news broke yesterday that apparently Samuel Jackson is returning for a new series featuring Nick Fury. Um, that's all been reported by the big trades. Uh, we don't yet know what that one is. We know very little. Now, whether or not it's a Nick Fury show or whether or not it's Agents of Short Sword, which could be a what might be introduced in One Division, and also I think um, Falcon and Winter Soldier might include it. So, whether or not we see any more of that, but I know there's a lot of news now starting to um, come in about Hawkeye and Miss Marvel and thing and the She Hulk as well. Um, it's all starting to move around and all things are starting to kick back in. But also, they're going to be planning these movie these series to film them probably with smaller cast, smaller crew, um, and make some adjustments t- so they make sure they keep filming them. But yeah, I think the Marvel, um, the Marvel idea is going to start kicking in when we get with this one. Then we're going to get Falcon and Loki, and they can kind of keep that thing going. And I think we're, I think we're about to hit that. We've been on that Marvel, we've been on that starvation of content from Marvel. And now it's starting to feel like, you know, we're getting close to it. We can sort of smell it. Yeah, I mean, we should have gotten it much, much closer to launch. It should have probably started popping in around the time of Mandalorian ending if they were going to do it properly. They would have had to have started filming earlier, obviously. But yeah, considering it's one of the the pillars that they built Disney Plus on, it would have been nice to get it earlier, um, quarantine notwithstanding. Yeah, I mean, we would have been essentially, we would have probably just been finishing up Falcon and the Winter Soldier had it dropped in August like it was supposed to. So we wouldn't have had that one there. Um, but then you look back at like 2020 of going, you know, how do we got High Fidelity? And then we either got Love, Victor. And then we'd got that one there. It 
we would probably would have been in a better situation. And I also think they did hold some stuff back from the summer to slide them into the winter, things like, I know, like Meet the Chimps. I think that was originally going to be out in the summer. They kind of pushed that one back. But yeah, we're just going to have to get used to it. But um, we've also got Mandalorian 2 that's dropping literally in about four to five weeks' time. A lot of excitement about that. Lots of merchandise being announced, lots of stuff kicking in, all getting ready for Mandalorian uh, Season 2. Um, right, so this week I wanted here, to... Yeah. Sorry, just wanted to drop one thing in because you, you mentioned this very quickly and I don't think a lot of people know what it is. Agents of Sword. Yeah. Uh, traditionally, Sword has been the space branch of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, I'm kind of hoping they go with like the comics interpretation of this because it's a fascinating series. And I hope they bring in um, Agent Brand, who is normally the lead of S.W.O.R.D. Um, yeah, because I don't, because is he, is he in from um, Shang-Chi? Is, uh, is Fury one, or Brand? No, there's another guy that runs, because I think there's been reports that Shang-Chi could lead into S.W.O.R.D. as well. Uh, yeah, well, f- first of all, Brand is a woman, just to be... Uh, yeah, I, I, don't know, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, no, that, that's fine. Most people don't know who Brand is. Uh, she hasn't featured prominently outside of S.W.O.R.D. Um, but there's a lot of potential in, the, in that. It could be part of Shang-Chi, it could be part of WandaVision. Kind of makes sense a little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Honestly, it would make most sense in Captain Marvel because uh, she did become part of sword for a while there uh along with alpha flight of all teams which is was weird i think they only used alpha flight because flight was in the name that's the canadian superhero team for for uh, those keeping track in any event sorry this is a little bit of tangent but i just wanted yeah. to make sure that that uh agents of sword didn't just kind of float away there yeah right <laughs> nevertheless before we get into some of the review stuff just want to jump into do, do the trending so this is what's currently trending on disney plus as of right now in the u.s so we have Toy Story 2, Zootopia, Monsters, Inc., Lion King, Incredibles 2, Tangled, Aladdin, Hamilton, Cars, The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is, we'll be talking about that one in a bit. Um, nice to see that one actually already making the list. Yeah, Star Wars it, The Clones. It, it wasn't on the list when I was watching it earlier, so I'm glad to see yeah. it pop on there. Animal um, Kingdom, that is. Yeah. Toy Story, Coco, Avengers Endgame. Toy Story 4, uh, Jesse, Frozen, The Mandalorian, Phineas and Ferb, Secret Society of the Second Born Royals, as hit in the top, I think that's number six, so that's good to see that one in there. Frozen 2, Once Upon a Time has moved in. Not at all surprised to see that, that's a proper binge-worthy show. I'm just about, just coming to the end of season one, myself. And then Moana, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and The Simpsons. Nice to see um, both new entries this week, both originals getting in there. Um, Maybe not. Um, just nice to see them go at jump. And that's quite quick as well, because sometimes the trending tab doesn't update quickly. So that was quite interesting to see them two in there. But let's yes. talk about them now. Uh, uh, did you watch, what did you watch from this week, from those two? Both of them. So which do you uh, want to talk about first? We'll start with um, Secret Society of the Second Born Royals. What did you think of that one? Uh, so <laughs> so rather than doing a proper review, which we'll get to in a second, um, this is how I kind of figured it in my head. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it. Hour and a mm-hmm. half movie. Uh, shut the brain off. That's a critical part of it. Uh, did enjoy it. Wouldn't watch it again. But if they re- if they announced a sequel or uh, uh, an order to TV or something like that, I'd watch that. So that that's kind of where it sits to me. You, yeah, I, to be honest, I couldn't say that any more differently than myself. Um, I went into it not expecting to like it and liked it. It was a bit, it, I called it Marvel Light. Um, it's a kind of it's a kind of a cross between X Men and Kingsman, but with a Disney Channel mix. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was about I do think it was about right timing. And if they brought out another one, which they probably I would hope they would, if enough people watch it, it's funny because a lot of people have been complaining about it not being Disney Channel e enough. You know, no music and it being too light of a Marvel movie, and it's like. It doesn't appeal to one and it doesn't appeal to the other. And I'm like, going, okay, I kind of thought that was okay. I didn't, um, I thought the, you know, the, the story was, it, it was very, very cliched. It hit all the notes on it, but it kind of felt like, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily my first um, superhero movie. It was kind of like something, if you wanted to get someone into superheroes, this was a good way of kind of bringing people in. 
it, it is extremely superhero light, and I would actually put it more on the Kingsman side. Yes, they have yeah. superpowers, but they're really low-key powers for the most part. I mean, like, the main character's power is just super senses. Yeah. Uh, it, she's already beaten by Wolverine, who also has claws and healing factor on top of his super yeah. senses. But uh, that's not really the point. In fact, the powers play into it very, very little. Uh, well, I, think that, it, I, think, I think that's called special effects, and that would require more money. <laughs> The special effects were definitely TV budget size, um, and you could definitely tell which scenes they decided to spend the money on uh, versus some. Like that that scene when she's running away and, and the bricks are getting hurled out, I was just like, I, I'm pretty sure this, I could have done this. that. <laughs> yeah, there was a few, there was a bit like kind of thing I'm going, maybe sometimes less is more. Sometimes less is more. And the special effects were very much along the lines of, yeah, we, we've got five people's powers and we've got all of them, five of them that require any special effects in the slightest. <laughs> the, I think the biggest special effects were having that guy getting followed around by bugs. I mean, the, yeah. that was that was the hardest one because obviously they weren't going to train bugs to, to well, <laughs> like catch her jumping off a building and things like that. But yeah. uh, definitely approach it more as um, a silly teen drama, well, dramas, mm too strong a word but teen story coming of age uh masked behind some weird royal thing where apparently royals are genetic i i don't that was kind of weird yeah, um, well yeah yeah you have to be you have to be born into royalty you have to you know you, oh yeah but but the, i know we sent ours over there that's a different issue but generally you have um you do you know they you know they have the royal line the royal no 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 i i get that i get how hereditary monarchies work yeah. uh no but the the way they present it is like it's literally in your dna there's like a gene that is royalty that was like yeah. in that was the huge thing on the plot i'm just like I this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. I, I get hereditary. If that's, the, that's if different. That's, if that's the worst thing you think from this movie, that's uh, no, no, no. I I could definitely go deeper than that, but it's not worth it. Uh, no. I I don't know. In some ways, it's like they where did the, I don't know if they were. I don't know if they're pitching it right because like the trailer and the posters. It's like who are they aiming this at? I think it's a good movie to watch this weekend. You know. You know, it's a good family movie. Kids are going to enjoy it. Um, parents can tolerate it. I think that might be the, the way of going through it. And it's just kind of like weird thing of going, okay, so I don't know. It's like, it's, it's just such a weird way of, because I don't know if necessary, if they advertise it as a Disney Channel movie, you're going to alienate some people. But then if you get people coming in expecting it to be something bigger than it is, you know, you can tell the difference between this and Artemis Fowl in terms of the budget between a real movie and a TV movie. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And you, you have to pitch your expectations accordingly. Um, hmm. Like I said right at the beginning, just turn your brain off. Otherwise, you're going to pick that movie apart. Well, the trouble is as well, as I think this is the thing with, ultimately, with the moving things like Artemis Fowl, Onward, and, you know, the one and only Ivan and things like that, it's sometimes those movies, the budgets are so much higher that that's what we've you know associated that with disney plus movies for a what for a few months and it's like well yeah we're going back down into where, where it should have been because this should have been dropped in july this got pushed back you know this is again one of those situations of they push this one back to spread everything out a little bit but i enjoyed it i i i can't really say that enough really I've, i it was a lot better than i was expecting and i would definitely recommend watching it yeah granted it was a very low bar to, to cross you, you go in it's a Disney Channel movie. You kind of set your expectations at that level. It meets those expectations. You have a little bit of fun. There is a tiny bit of music in it um, right at the beginning. but Well, I can tell you, because I'm going to do a story today on the soundtrack. There's actually only three, three. It's only got three tracks. That's how little music there is in it. Yeah. And I think at least one of them is a cover too. So yeah. <laughs> uh, if you set your expectations low enough, it's perfectly fine. That that sounded really bad. Um, it's it's, 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 it's I, yeah. perfectly fine. Uh, second screen watching, maybe while you're doing something, have mm. it up on the other screen and just kind of listen in. Uh, enjoy it for what it is and then set it aside and you'll never touch it again. Yeah, no, but it's not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, moving on from there, we had the, um, the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I keep trying to say... The, having the word magic in there with animal and Disney, I keep wanting this. The amount of times I've typed the magic of magic of magic kingdom because of the, the name is just like, we didn't need it's, 
you don't put Magic and Kingdom and Disney all in the same side sentence and not expect me to put Magic Kingdom together. It's well, that's my own little um, thing. The magic <laughs> of the Philhar Magic at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> no. So and what did Philhar you think Magic. of this series? Because you only saw the first episode. Because that's the only right. one they released, wasn't it? Right. So you've seen several episodes because you got. I've really seen access. the whole season. I've oh, actually whole seen. Season. Uh, I've um yeah I did um that's why I did a, a re- uh, there was a video review on Monday. And I did a review. I did do, and I merged them all together because rather than doing them individually, because it kind of, but I, yeah, so I have actually seen the whole season. So this will be running right through till November. But what did you think of it first? I enjoyed it well enough. Um, it's documentary light. Uh, it's very straightforward, simple, but it, it's fun to see that kind of behind the scenes look at Disney. You don't get to see this by going to the animal kingdom uh, and just, kind of the, the things that you don't realize they have to factor in because they're running a zoo, uh, basically. And yeah, just getting to see that was very interesting. Josh Gad did a good job on the narration. He doesn't get intrusive. Uh, he doesn't try to inject stupid jokes into it or anything like that. And just getting to be with the animals, uh, in this case, giraffe and elephant primarily, uh, was fun. It, it, yeah. it was a nice break from quarantine to be not quite I'm at Animal Kingdom, but still to like capture just a little bit of that. Yeah, so every episode I think focuses on like two or three different animals. So the animals you see generally in like that episode you won't see again. They'll just they'll move they move on to different ones. Which is kinda good. Um it is very light it it kind of I to be honest they could have called this Secrets of the Zoo the Animal Kingdom and it, that would have been kind of what it is you know if you ever watch secrets of the zoo you know what you're going to be getting i'm gonna be honest i did not like josh gad i Mm. i if they had somebody else narrating it it would have been a damn sight better because it just kept bringing me back to being frozen his voice of just being like he's talking to a kid and it was just i just really found it um and it's just his voice and even if he's talking as an as an adult just kept reminding me that I don't know it was the one thing I it's like if you could have put a different narrator on this it would have been an entirely you could have had the same edits the same show completely and just have a different narrator and it would have been a different show entirely just by the tone of his voice to me and I, I wasn't so keen on his voice I can see that his voice isn't doesn't really lend itself to narration he's not the kind of person you would expect to that I'm just glad that he didn't go over the top he wasn't doing like an olaf voice he wasn't doing um i can't remember the, the side character gaston's little sidekick from yeah. beauty and the beast he, he yeah there we go and he was he was just speaking normally he does have a fairly distinctive voice but he yeah. he wasn't uh going weird with it he was just reading it and he was aiming it at kids and i think this yeah. show is is aimed at a younger audience uh which doesn't mean it's it's not accessible to adults or adults are going to be rolling their eyes. Just don't go in expecting, you know, Attenborough or whatever. Yeah. I just, I just feel like had they had an, had they had somebody else do the narration, it, the tone could have set this up a, f- a few more years. I well, just, my own issue, like the actual stories they were doing and then what they were telling us, it was all, it was all a little bit fluffy. It was a kind of feeling of, you know, obviously Disney are trying to show off the animal kingdom and trying to portray, you know, how great it is and how lovely they are with the animals and all the rest of it. But obviously having real issues of, you know, them being a zoo. And I understand that. And it was just a kind of thing of going, I kind of got to the end of the season and was like, I enjoyed that. I want to see more of that. I think this is a show that could just keep running. Um, plenty of life in this series. Just needs a few tweaks to make it... Um, I don't know. That was a bunch. It was just Josh Gad was the only thing I didn't like about it, and that was it. Really, that was the only well, thing I didn't like. You know, we we do have one of your royals over here, and she does have documentary experience. Yeah, yeah. Please don't. Honestly, you could get pretty much anyone to do it. Just to you, you have to do it with a neutral voice, um, mm. and I think Josh Gad was doing a neutral voice, but his neutral voice is still Josh Gad. So yeah. I can see where you're coming from that. Um, and I can I can understand if other people would have the same. It didn't bother me, um, but I, I I do understand that. And yeah, I, I, it wouldn't bother me if they pulled someone else in for second season. But I would like to see a second season get us 
some of the other animals show us the daily life. It it was fun seeing the giraffe just being being a giraffe and being like, yeah, I'm I'm not getting on that stool. I don't care if you're offering food at me. I I'm not getting on that stool. Yeah, I mean, I I like Secrets of the Zoo. We have a UK version of that for London Zoo. There's a a Taronga Zoo version from Sydney that's going to be coming to Disney Plus in America in a few weeks. You also got um, a couple of other zoos that they do this. So they've kind of done this show before. So I think it is, you know, and that's what I think. It's like Secrets of the Zoo Animal Kingdom would have been a, a better version of it than the magic of Disney's. You know, it's like you know they kind of Disney and. It's, 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 magic now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> kind of one of those things. I think um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad I've seen it. It was um, it was a good show. I'm glad they are dropping it weekly for people, um, so you can kind of uh, spread it out a bit, enjoy it. Might, might have been an issue for me of why the, the you know watching like eight episodes over like two weeks kind of I kind of got in that thing of going okay let's move it move him along a little bit, but. It wasn't as I was. It was a lot better than I was because I was like, "Please don't do Disney Nature. Please don't do Disney Nature with this." Um, and they didn't. They, and luckily, they did tone it right. Um, just this, and I love like there's some stuff coming up in later episodes with a manatee, and I'm going to be able to, I'm going to explain this now. It's a bit of a spoiler. A manatee ends up getting an abscess on its tail. I can see where this is going. And so they had to like pop it and syringe out some of the gunk. And then they had to put another thing in and squeeze it full of water. And there's all this pus and blood shooting all over the place. And it just reminded me of the Pimple Popper TV series. My wife loves that one. I was like, oh my word, that is pretty gross. And I'm going, okay, Disney, you kind of put, you, you, you pulled this one in a little bit. I like the fact, you know, they did show a little bit of um, blood and guts and pus and stuff. And I- yeah. So, so not blood and guts and pus, but I, I have to admit, I was getting a little bit worried in the elephant section where they're talking about uh, the elephant being, they're going on a date. They're, they they have to keep <laughs> yeah. the species going. I'm like, oh, where where's this going? I, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, fortunately, they, they backed off on that, but I'm like, uh, you know, you're kind of skirting it a little there. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good series. I, I would definitely recommend it. if you love animals, if you want to know more about the animal kingdom, and I think Sometimes it gets a little bit lost when you're at the Animal Kingdom. I mean, one of my favorite parks, I love it there. And I think that's the difference. So when you're watching it and you're going, oh, yeah, that's around there. And you know that guy. Oh, I've seen this gorilla and I've seen this tiger. And there's going to be so many of us that are Disney fans that are going to know that. And that's why it's going to pull in a big audience because people are going to know those animals and know those environments. And that's going to have a big impact. And they do go over to um, Animal Lodge. They also go over to Epcot. Um, yeah, and I just, it was just, just, uh, just, it's a really good, solid documentary series. And yeah, literally, my only complaint was Josh Gad. That's, and the rest of it, I enjoyed it all. I really enjoyed the series. I'm sure everybody else is going to enjoy it too. And I think, as you mentioned, stretching it out to eight weeks will probably be a better viewing experience than, mm. than binging it straight up, mm. uh, which we get the, the option of doing, even if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just some of those things. Normally, with preview ones, you just get a couple episodes. It was one of those things. Um, moving on from there, this past week, um, I just wanted to talk. Um, they added Call of the Wild onto Disney Plus in the UK yesterday. And since it was, I was having a bit of a day at home, um, just recuperating a bit from getting a bit of a cold, um, we watched it. And it was kind of weird. Um, have you seen Call of the Wild? I have not. Um, it's... I th- it might be on HBO Max. I know my library yeah, but, has a copy of it, but I haven't yeah, seen when, it. Yeah, it went on to HBO Max, I think, in the US, because obviously you got the HBO deal, so everything's slowing down in terms of how things... But, like, UK, Australia... I mean, Australia's getting Ford and Ford versus Ferrari next week. Um, they're starting... You know, we had Spies in the Skies as well. So we are getting these 20th century studio movies. Um, and I watched it, and it was that kind of weird thing. I kind of got to the end and went, I prefer Togo. Togo was, a, I think Togo was a better movie. The one thing that really annoyed me is, is the CGI, because the dog is CGI for the whole movie. And you, the yeah. minute you start watching it, and it was in 4K, and I go, oh, that's a bit, and my wife goes, cool, that looks a bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not good. I mean, eventually you kind of get used to it. But um, the whole story was really weird. I mean, there was some good points. Got quite a good cast in there as well. You got like Dan Stevens, I think I saw um Karen Gillian in there as well. Harrison well, Ford doesn't really have much to do. It's pretty much all about the dog. The, right. the, he's not. He's barely in it. 
My wife goes, oh my God, he's got old. <laughs> he looks he, like, he really does look an old, haggard actor there. Well, that's why they killed off Han Solo, probably. But I, I remember we discussed the trailer when it came yeah. out uh, like two decades ago at this point. Well, they, yeah, well, uh, came, yeah came, the movie came out in February. Right. And we saw the trailer, I think, in maybe like October last year. It was one of the first episodes we did of yeah. this podcast, actually, uh, after Disney Plus had come out yeah. by itself. And I remember one of the talking points was like, why is the dog CGI? Why, why is this? I can understand, like, there's some scenes. Uh, I've read the book. I haven't seen yeah. the movie, but I know the book. Um, there are certainly some sequences where you're like, no, don't, don't have a real dog do that. Use a CGI dog for, you know, going over the waterfall and things mm. like that. Uh, but why, why is him just like walking up a path? Why is that a CGI dog? We've been training dogs for, for thousands of years. We've been using dogs in movies for almost as long as we've had movies. Uh, just use a dog. I think they were able to kind of portray a lot more humanity in him. In some way, they were able to really kind of show much more facial expressions in, in, in the dog and kind of, it made him like almost human. Um, it was. I really enjoyed it. Um, I watched. It was kind of one of those things again. Yeah, this is this will be really good. And so, it was such, it's like such a shame. I went, well, it's a shame everyone can't really. All the Americans and stuff can't watch this for a while because this would have been a great drop for this weekend. You know, and that HBO, all these deals that you know, they keep messing everything up. But yeah, I just thought I'd just mention Call of the Wild. I know it's not very. Like I said, it's only in the UK at the minute and Ireland, but. Just to, it, to be honest, it kind of it, it, it made this month's subscription fee worth it just for that movie alone for me. Um, Granted, um, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm sure um, a lot of people are going to enjoy that one when that finally drops. I'm looking forward to both that and Skies, Spies in the Skies when those drop over here. I will also mention we did get a movie this week though, uh, back catalog one, which was Hidden Figures. It's a good primer for the right stuff. Um, mm. Covers some of the same material, but it attacks it from a completely different angle, and it does make you appreciate just how much hard work went into uh, getting these guys into space and yeah. some of the crazy challenges you don't even think about that they had to deal with. Well, it's interesting because um, I don't like that one of Fault in Our Stars. They didn't arrive in the UK or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. so only in the US and Canada. Um, I did say to my wife about whether or not she'd seen Hidden, Fa Hidden Figures because I haven't seen that movie. Um, I think I've seen a little bit of Fault in Our Stars. It, I know my wife loved that movie. For me, it was like, uh, no, it's, it's just a movie I, I wouldn't pick on my own. You know, that's kind of, um, but they, Hidden Figures is on my watch list that I want to um, try and watch um, in the coming weeks ahead. It's just very noticeable of like the the last few weeks and the last few months of these kind of movies dropping on from 20th century that you wouldn't have associated six months ago. You know, we are, and that whole idea of them doing the, 20th century studio section it's starting to feel a little bit more real because we are seeing some more you know they are pushing that pg-13 and kind of going yeah no we can but because a lot of people start talking about clouds and photo on our stars going really you're putting these things on there it's like it's, they're pushing the boundaries a little it's not a lot but it's making i think like ford versus ferrari i think that's a great addition i'm very much looking to for to that one um did, I think that was in theaters right around the time everything started shutting down. So. It was uh, late November, I think it was. It was okay, so it was before. But Call uh, of the it, Wild was literally like two, three weeks before. Yeah. Um, so, and then it was Spies in, Spies in the Skies was Christmas. And then that was that one. And then I'm trying to think what was next. Um, yeah, so it was all around that sort of, it was uh, that winter where Disney kind of, you know, trying, they're still trying to work. And like I said, they don't want to spend any more money on these Fox movies. That seems to be the yeah. general <laughs> So what I'm hearing is we should expect aliens and predators uh, by what do you think? Um, January when they get yeah. Uh, I was thinking I was going to think more like April or May. They got to stretch it out a bit. Yeah, I mean, I I'm to be honest, I'm, I'd, I'd be quite happy for um, for them to be on there, but I know there's a, we're still waiting on that investor day to find out. There was a date I was catching up on like Livestorm, and we all like they'd previously hosted it then. Uh, we got told, no, 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 that's not the date. That's not happening. So we still don't know when this invest today, whether or not they've changed their mind or whether or not they're doing something different. Um, whether or not they saw the reaction to Star, I don't know. It's very, very strange. They're still not announced when that one's going to be coming. Hopefully we'll find that one out soon enough. To, but to I think be, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, we're talking about them putting it on Hulu, not Disney Plus. Yeah, come on, put Aliens on there. It'd I'd, be great. I'm, I'm totally down for it, but I... 
I understand that people might not want to have aliens yeah. sitting next to Milan. Oh, no, you know, and, and after you've watched Aliens, it was saying that if we recommend The Rocketeer and then, you know, Mickey Mouse. The kids one. The kids one. Yeah, 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 the new Disney version. Um, because we know how the recommended has no context at all. Um, it literally some, like, some of them are so weird. So, like, I mean, sorry, go ahead. It's like, what is it? What's it? What's, it's connected the tag where it says Disney. Is that literally the, the entire like basing it off? It's like, yeah, the, the system really does need a lot more. It's like, you look at the recommended, and that's not a recommendation. It's just a random, random draw. Yeah, sometimes it does make sense. Like, I remember when The Mandalorian was first coming out, back when this, the Disney Plus first opened, every week it was like, you watch The Mandalorian. Would you like to watch Empire Strikes Back? Actually, I kind of would like to watch Empire Strikes Back. But then in the last couple of weeks, I think I finished up um, Second Born Royals. It's like, you watch Second Born Royals. Would you like to watch Phineas and Ferb? Uh, uh, where are you drawing the connection here? I think it's the one that when it comes up, and I think we watched like, uh, I can't even think of what it was, like the Mandalorian. And then it goes, would you like to watch Puppy Dog Pals? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't like the it recommends Puppy Dog Pals or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and going, mm, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No, that that was what it was. I was watching um, uh, the Mighty Ducks, the first yeah. one, uh, which yeah. we're going to talk about here for a yeah. for a special episode for the uh, Patreon subscribers first, and then also everyone else get it a week yeah. later. I watched that, and at the end of it, it's like, would you like to watch Avalon High? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> These movies aren't connected at all, and they're separated by like twenty years. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, no. So it's yeah, it is it is an odd one, but right. Nevertheless, um, uh, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Like I said, if you haven't already done so, make sure you do check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest. You can find us on Facebook. Got our Facebook group as well, one hundred and thirty-six thousand members. So lots of discussion going in there about everything. And also you can find us on YouTube, etc. And you can help support the channel. So a big thank you again to all of our supporters. Next week will be episode 100, where we'll be, um, depends on the news or what we'll be talking about. But it might just be a bit of a kind of a look back at Disney and where it's going, where Disney Plus and where it's going. We'll kind of might do a little bit of a, a push forward and a push back as our theme for next week. Depending on if there's some major news, and we'll do that instead. That's kind of, um, uh, and so we go, what are you doing for the hundreds? Like, yeah, we're, we're not going to have a big stage with fireworks, and you know, <laughs> we're <good. laughs> it's like you know, some party pop, well, that's some party poppers or something. But um, yeah, it's just like <laughs> we 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 don't currently have good relationships with fires out here in the Midwest right now. Uh, um, I think those people are still getting. A well-deserved flack for their their gender reveal that lit half our state on fire. Yeah, that was fun. On that note, um, yeah. Should, on that note, uh, yeah. So we shall see you guys next week with another episode. Like no this. fireworks. No fireworks. No, no, no fireworks. Maybe maybe a maybe a party popper, but nevertheless, we should no see you guys soon. Later.